Good morning, everybody. I wanted to just quickly remind you, if you love B2B SaaS and you're loving all these CEOs I have on, remember, you can get all of their data in a big, beautiful spreadsheet at gitlatka.com. That's G-E-T-L-A-T-K-A.com. So I hope you're enjoying the month. I love December. I love the holidays. And here is our program for today. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest this morning is Daniel Kemp. He's one of the co-founders of Q. We've got his uh, co-founder with us as well. We'll get to Matt in a second, but they provide hand-curated content suggestions for social media, and part of that content is promoted via Q Promote. Uh, he's a father of two and has been married to his wife, Samantha, for almost 10 years. He left school at 15 to work full-time. From there, he learned design and free- started freelancing. Marriage life and children meant focusing on a more secure method of employment, so he secured a telecoms and networks engineering role. After five years, he knew that working for somebody else was not his calling. So with his co-founder, they started a branding agency using Daniel's skill of design and Matt's skill of sales and marketing. The venture was obviously cut short when Q started taking off and the rest is history. Matt, Daniel, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Good. All right, Daniel, tell us about Q. What's the business do and how do you make money? <clears throat> so the overall bit, the idea of uh, Q, um, so the first, the first side of Q is hand-direct content suggestions for social media. So what the idea came about uh, when we needed to curate content ourselves. Um, we thought the idea of automating the content curation was great, but having always good quality content going through, pushing through to social media was, was the main issue. So we thought we would create guidelines for all the content that would go through the system. Um, this this meant we could apply the same guidelines to every piece of content that's in queue so that we could be sure that anything that we shared or anything our users would share is really good, awesome quality content that others would like to share as well. Matthew's giving me the eye going, why did you ask the developer what the business does? Ask me, the sales guy. Matthew, what's the business do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, I mean Dan did almost get there, but uh, essentially... <laughs> We, we, we try and target two audiences. One, guys that want content um, to share on social media because they know they need a social media presence. But it's like it's time consuming, right? And it's like it's really difficult to to, to find good quality content to share consistently. So we, we solve that, that pain point. And then the other side is, you know, helping out all these content creators out there, people with blogs, people that write for these publications like Forbes and Mashable and, you know, all those big sites. And uh, basically give them a platform to promote their content through our users at Q. So we put the two together uh, and we help like two different sets of users. Um, so that's, that's essentially it. And what's the revenue model? Is it SaaS? It is now. We actually recently changed it. So it's completely SaaS. We have all recurring revenue now, but we used to have transactional. And what's the average customer pay per month, would you say? Uh, between 40 and 150. 
If I forced you to an average, though, would you say like 75 or 80? It sounds about, it's, it's quite tough because, as I said, we just moved from transactional to uh, recurring revenue. We're still waiting for those like stats to even out to give us like the, the true number. Uh, so it's, it's kind of tough to say, but it's, yeah, it's probably yeah, around 75. And give me some of the backstory here. So what year did you guys launch the company in? So the company was launched in 2015. Um, we pre-launched pre, pre the, uh, the idea on BetaList just to get some initial feedback, um, just to see if there was a real need for Q. Uh, the response was really positive, so we decided to pursue it. Um, and this is where I started talking to Matt about, well, obviously I, I, let know, I, I asked Matt about the idea right at the beginning, um, but we were really busy with the branding agency at the time. How big, Matt, how big was the branding? Like, was it doing more or less than a million per year, just the agency? The branding company? Yeah. No, no, it was a lot smaller than that. Um, I mean, really, it was it was providing me and Dan with enough money to to just about get by. Uh, so it had potential to be big. We had some big clients in the pipeline, um, but as as sometimes it happens with business, you you know you get a few tough breaks and and the pipeline went ran dry and and really like Dan's idea of Q came about at just the right time for us. So um, it saved our bacon. <laughs> That's good. So Dan, have you bootstrapped the company? Or have you guys raised capital? Um, we did raise some funding because we were in this place with our branding agency. We thought it would be good to get some funding to, 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 to give me a map of time to work on Q full time. How much have you raised? Uh, well, about $200,000. Okay. And so I guess, was this just from kind of a group of angels or friends and family around kind of? It was um, via a, group, a fund called the Startup Funding Club in London. Oh, good. Very good. So it's funded, but with angels. Yeah. And we so had actually them we'd actually pitched them sorry to butt in uh we pitched them like what six months earlier um another idea that we'd had whilst we were running the branding business and they turned it down so we were coming back for more punishment like half a year later and this time we we hit gold so it was like yay that's great now where are you guys at today in terms of total customers using the platform i think it's at sixty-five thousand um users across both platforms in just under two years yeah, but Matthew, that's that's the that's a very salesperson answer. What's the, how many actual customers are paying you? I, oh, active paying customers. Yeah, yeah, five thousand. We have a free model too. So oh, you so have five, 5, you have five thousand paying. Yeah, that's pretty. That's really healthy for a company that's only two or three years old. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're, we're pleased. We're pleased. It's, it's going well. Yeah. So I mean, look, if I take five thousand times eighty bucks a month, I mean, are you are you guys doing four hundred grand per month in revenue? No. Okay. Why is no, that wrong? Because. As we said, it's difficult for us to put a figure on the like the average revenue per user per month right now because we use bare metrics to track our stats. Right? You heard of bare metrics? Yes. Um, and basically, because we've just moved from a transactional model where there was such a huge range, like anything from like ten dollars to hundreds of dollars, and now it's uh, people paying monthly. It's all how it's many though? How many are how many now are paying monthly? Only monthly. Um, I think it's 5,000 people. Just, yeah, just approximately. Well, yeah. then you should, though, be able to take an average, right? You, you look at what you did last month in total recurring revenue, you divide that by 5,000, you get X number, right? Yeah, it's um, it's it's not going to be able to be worked out until the end of this month because it's literally changed last month. So we don't know. <laughs> uh, because of trials and because of all these different things, it's basically blurring our stats. So, I mean, that's not very convenient for the purposes of the interview. But no, no, it's, uh, it's very convenient because uh, it's never straightforward. Everyone's always changing models and pricing. I mean, this is very typical what you guys are going through. Um, so no, it's very, it's very helpful. Um, 
I mean, maybe the better question, I just want to get a sense of your scale. What did you guys just do last month in revenue in one month? So I think it was around $25,000. No, that was pounds though. Um, So what what does that work out in dollars? I'll convert it, but about 25,000 pounds. And that was only transactional, right? Yeah. And now you... Uh, Yeah. Well, it was a mixture of some very small, lower scale uh, recurring. It was a a real mix up of um, some recurring revenue, some transactional. So... It's all over the place. And what will you, what do you think you'll do this month? Uh, well, we're hoping to increase by at least 50%, right? So you think you'll break like 33-ish, okay? Yeah, that would be nice. Oh. We'd like to see that. And, uh, and then sort of, you know, it should scale up pretty quickly from there because we've started to do actual advertising now, whereas before, all we've done is actually use Q itself to, to market ourselves. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Getting 5,000 people, I don't care if it's for a dollar or a million dollars, to whip out their credit card, put it in your Stripe system or whatever you use and start paying you is not an easy feat. What have you done like to sign up that many customers? Well, we've, we've, had, we've uh, thankfully, due, thanks to networking, we've, done, we've, we've built up a really big network of influential people. And this is the good thing about QPromote. It's because it's so, such a powerful system for promoting content. We've managed to onboard quite a few influential people um, who will actually promote content for free, but in return, they will push Keep Promote out to their own following. So we've got like millions and millions of reach of people through these people. And that's only one of the ways that we've managed to do that. Do you incentivize them? Are they affiliates, Matthew? Um, we don't have any affiliate um, schemes. We've got like the normal sort of referral stuff. But um, just touching on like, the, you know, how did we get to 5,000 paying users? Obviously, there's the networking effect and the influencer marketing that Dan mentioned. That was really key, especially early on, to getting some early traction. But um, we also we also ran some really big deals on AppSumo. Uh, oh, I knew this was the case. I knew this was the case. I literally was about to ask the question. You probably your metrics and what you're telling me strikes me as an AppSumo kind of deal. So, so obviously, as you know, that Sumo, you you pay like a one-off thing and you get a deal, right? Um, you pay like a one-off fee to AppSumo. But what we did was later, like a year later after running the deal, we reactivated these people and tried to turn them into recurring monthly users by basically giving them like a, a heavily discounted rate as like loyal AppSumo users. So we, we obviously, we took the, the, the chunk of money that you get from running the deal at the time from AppSumo. And then 
we took these users and reactivated them for to be actual sort of monthly paying users, albeit on a very low scale. But um, that 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 works really well, and and I would suggest sort of. Well, what does that mean, though? What does that mean? Give me so give me the numbers on this. Uh, when you launched the AppSumo deal, how many new customers did you get from that? Five thousand. 5,000. Okay. That's, so that's been the majority of your customer growth. So 5,000 came from that. And that was what, when did you launch that? Was that a, like a year ago? Yes. Just over a year and a half. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Okay. And what is, what is, what was the deal? Was it, I guess it was 25 bucks for a lifetime subscription or something. At the time we only had one plan on queue, which was 10 bucks a month. So yeah, we sold lifetime plans for 25 bucks on AppSumo. So if I'm doing the math right, I mean, 5,000 times, you know, I mean, you guys, the, the, the thing times 25 did over a hundred grand and AppSumo kept whatever they're cut. I think they keep 70% or something, right? For that particular deal. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep, I'm going to make it up, right. They kept about 70 grand. You guys get about 30 grand. How many of those customers were you able to move into a paid monthly plan? Um, let me see if I can find it really quickly. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, where do I find this information? While he's doing that, uh, 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 while Daniel, while Matthew is looking that information up, when you guys sent the email out to do this, there must have been pushback going, I thought I bought an annual account. Why are you trying to charge me monthly now? How did you do? Was there a pushback and how'd you deal with it? So we did, we did quite some, we did something quite clever and that was to create a video. I don't know if you've seen the film Love Actually. Mm-mm. Basically, there's a guy that comes knocks on some girl's door and he holds these cards up with some messages on it. So we wrote our custom message on these boards and also yeah. said, like, sorry, and all this stuff, which we messed up. Um, and then we offered them these new plans, but at like a 75% discount. And we didn't really get any pushback. You get a few yeah. entries that come in and say, I'm sure this was going to be like included in future updates, but... We never said it was. So we, we managed to get away with it quite well. And it really worked out well for us. Matthew, what's the number? How many of the 5,000? It's just under 300. Uh, but but it was, it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing to, to bear in mind for business owners that, you know, running a deal doesn't necessarily mean that they're dead revenue thereafter. Okay, hold on. So hold on, 300. And what was the discount you gave them on the monthly plan? So 300 paying what? I think it was like 70% off whatever the new plans that we'd created were at the time. So 70% off 80 bucks because that's your average? That's, this is only on the Q side, not the Q promote. It's only on the Q side. So we have so like... Loads. Yeah, sorry. 75% off 30, 15, and 10. That's right. Depending on which plan they chose. So let's say those 300 customers are paying on average, I'm going to make this up, seven bucks a month. Generally, that's about 2,100 bucks in new MRR. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. So here's my big problem with AppSumo. Noah's a genius. I think the CEOs <laughs> that run promos with them are idiots. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. They understand the power of getting a SaaS CEO to bend over for them and sell a lifetime plan. Just the nature of saying we have a one-time fee that's only equal to two and a half of your then current monthly ARPU, right? Now it's like one tenth of your current monthly ARPU, right? They get a load of sales there, but they basically kill the business because now anytime someone Googles Q, they're going to see this lifetime deal. They're going to say, I want that deal. You're going to have to constantly fight to get out from under this. My question to you is, would you do an AppSumo deal again? Okay. So there's a few points there to like, to obviously uh, deal with. 
one is I agree with you. Like they, they do like, you know, they, you do feel like you've been bent over, right, Dan? I mean, there are yeah. several times where we're like, ah, oh, Christ, they get taking so much money. But there's a lot of intangible things that don't go down on the balance sheet where you get a lot of traction as an early company. There's no other way as an early stage startup, let's say like in its first two years, that you can just get like 5,000 users like that. And, you know, if you've got a good referral setup or a good affiliate setup or you're confident in your product, then you're going to do really well out of 5,000 people becoming brand advocates and marketing on your behalf and telling their friends about it. And well, yes. let, Matthew, let me ask a question on that. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off, but of those 5,000, how many of them six months after the deal used you guys or logged in at least once in that month? Well, actually, we did very well out of this because um, when we ran a deal on Q Promote, I think we made uh, $60,000, no, £60,000. And um, then a year later, we were worried about the amount of work it was going to create for us because on Q Promote side, we have to review everything, right? So we were trying to weigh up, is it worth making £60,000 if we set out and having to do all this work? And as you were saying, not that many people actually use the credits that they bought. Um, in fact, like a, an, a really minuscule fraction did. Yep. So like some, I've before. talked to many people that have done this, like less than 5% probably. Because people just buy the deal. For, yes, for the sake these of- are Groupon-like buyers. There's a reason Groupon is dead. Yeah, exactly, but this is this. All that meant for us was, you know, we just got like a a, a shit ton of money and like, sorry to swear, like we just got a load of money and like, uh, you know, one big bulk like that had to do very little work for it. And you get you get a sort of uh, reputation um, when you know you, you continually sell out. But we're at the stage now in our growth where we're not going to run any more deals for a long time because we stand to gain a lot more from naturally onboarding people um, through our own marketing. But AppSumo, you know, really actually helped us um, get a certain level of traction, we think. But yes, obviously, you know, you give away money. It's the wrong kind of traction, though. These are not customers that are going to scale to $80 per month customers. These are deal hunters that that like are living paycheck to like I hate to say it like this. They're living paycheck to paycheck and they buy it because it's some perceived deal. They don't even give a damn about your platform. I mean, AppSumo has run deals with Edgar. They've run deals with Hootsuite. They've run deals with, they don't care about you. They, they run competitor promos all the time. It's true. But do you matter as a, as, a, as a young startup CEO if you get like a big chunk of like tens of thousands of dollars for doing not much work? Well, Does it, it, matter? It, it can be a huge negative. And I'll tell you why. You now have strings attached to you to serve that shitty customer base. And you can't move as fast and pricing increases are harder. And you have this legacy SEO page stuck up. That's a lifetime deal attached to your brand name. So you can't close enterprise accounts. Like it's a, it can be a huge drawback. I agree with that. Actually, this is something that Josh Pigford talked about in a blog recently. He's, he's the CEO of Bear Metrics. Yeah, he's great. Um, and he was saying, you know, low, low paying customers are a pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, you work your, you work your balls off to try and satisfy them. You take very little reward and they're, they're never really truly satisfied because they, they, they're for that deal. And you know, we, we recognize that. Look, I'm, and I'm shitting on Noah a bit. He's a genius. Like he is he, like the way they're doing it is brilliant. I just think it's horrendous. Look, vultures only eat dead animals. And he is a brilliant vulture because he, the only kind of CEOs they're going to run a deal like this are desperate ones. So they're either a declining business or they're brand new with very little in savings and they need some extra cash immediately, which might've been your situation. The trick now is how do you use any kind of momentum you got from that and use it in a good way to move forward, which is what you guys sound like you're in the middle of. I think because we always had the plan to upsell people a year later, 
and the fact that we only raised $200,000. The fact that we needed to build the team, we needed to scale the team because of QPromote and reviewing the content. It made so much sense for us to run an AppSumo deal. It gave us 30, 40K in the bank. Um, it allowed us to scale our team and the product. We learned a lot about it from all the people that came in, not from, from all the feedback that we, we got. So basically we just got paid so yeah, it's a shitload of feedback. Yes, there's some shit The trick is though, Daniel, is it the feed? These are people that buy, not based off your feature set. They buy off price. They okay, don't. No, I, I, yeah. I so totally is it the agree. feedback you want? Well, the people that actually buy it and use the product for a long term, those are the people we want to listen to. You know, you get people that just buy it because they might use it down the line at some point, or they just buy it because it's a deal and they're 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 so by the copy. Um, it's those people that use it long term um, that we want to listen to. So we got we got a lot from the AppSumo deal. Yes, we've now outgrown those sorts of deals because we feel that we're too big for them. Um, I can't I can't totally disregard an AppSumo deal if you are a startup or bootstrapping yourself. It's yeah. just something you've got to really carefully consider. You know, um, you've got to weigh up the pros and the cons. And and I think I really do agree with you. You know, in a lot of cases, it's not going to be the right route. Um, and it, it it's very tempting to do it. Um, you, it's like a cash flow. It's like a cash flow crack addict, right? It it's it's short term cash flow, but long term, boy oh boy, it's harmful. In my opinion, it's harmful for the business. I think it's harmful for the brand if you do it for too long. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's we don't want to be associated as a company that runs a discount service. You know, we're all about quality. We want uh, we have a higher price point for Q Promote because we work hand reviewing every single piece of content that goes in as a content suggestion. So, you know, we don't want to be associated as a discount brand. And so for that reason, that's where where we draw the line on, on deals now. But um you know, as Dan said, I got my panties in a bunch over AppSumo, but I think it was a good lesson in the conversation. But now I need like, I need some quick information from you guys. So like one word answers here, team size, what are you at today? Eight payroll, two advisors. Okay. And last year, what was total revenue and what's your goal to break this year? Total revenue last year was $251,000. That's turnover, sorry. And uh, we were profitable. And what was the second part of your question? What do you think you'll break in 2017? What's your goal? Um, I think we're driving towards like 350. Okay. What are you at currently? Um, without checking my management accounts, I can't tell you. That's okay. Um, That's okay. All right. Um, and then churn, what's your monthly churn look like? 8%. 8%. Okay. Yes. Obviously you guys are probably working on bringing that down. And then are you spending any money each month on paid acquisition? And if so, how much? We've only just started. We're using an agency. Um, we're spending around... What are, we, what are we spending? Five, 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 five grand a month. Five and seven thousand a month pounds. Yeah. Okay, great. So five grand per month there. Um, good. And where are you guys all based? All in the UK. UK, London. Yeah, uh, no, scattered around. Okay. We're so we've got one guy living in Germany, one girl living in Spain. They're all from the UK, and we've got two advisors in the US. So it's they can be from wherever, which is cool. Got it. Very cool. All right, guys, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Matthew, first one to you. What's your favorite business book? Um, definitely, without a doubt, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Um, I just felt like when I read it just before we started Q, um, and it's particularly good for understanding people. So it helps you a lot with like customer support and managing your team and the psychology of 
you know, how people work. I think it's really good for business. Number two, uh, same Matthew to you again. Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Mm, uh, not really studying. Um, Joel, Joel Gascoigne of Buffer and Josh Pigford, I guess, I, I follow quite closely just because I, I, I admire their businesses, but I don't really study anyone. All right, Daniel, let's wrap up these last questions with you. Uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool besides your own? I've got to say Intercom. Intercom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's expensive, but it really does probably, it does so much for us, but it's totally worth Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, hopefully at least eight, but hope mostly more. <laughs> okay, got you. so is that what you get every night is eight? Yeah, even though I've, I've got two kids and everything, I still get I still Two get kids, and are you married? Yeah. Okay, and how old are you? I'm 32. 32, last question. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um... I wish I knew all about Bitcoin. And <laughs> I wish I bought some. <laughs> Spoken like a true developer. There you guys have it from Matthew and Daniel. Launched Q back in 2015, now over 5,000 customers. Look, if you do take a weighted average, they're each paying about five per month. They're doing about 25 grand per month on average, hoping to grow that to 30, maybe 33K per month by the end of the year as they keep scaling. 8% churn per month is too high. They're looking at driving that down, just starting on paid acquisition with about four to 5K per month to see if they can make that channel work. Matthew, Daniel, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having us.